Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Denise. And I'm Eddie. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're meeting psychotherapist Keely. I know we haven't been together really that long, it's seven years. Oh, it's long enough. It's a long time, but it doesn't, I, I don't feel like we've been together like a long, long time because I do feel like our relationship's still quite fresh and fun, but I do also feel to go into the next stage of our relationship, yeah. bearing in mind our age, we're in our 40s, I think it's just sensible to have therapy, knowing that if we can just discuss our feelings, any fears we have about making a full commitment to marriage, then let's just deal with it now. What do you think? For me, do you think it's sensible? Because it's, it's always going to be a slight concern or worry. If you don't feel as if there's anything too major, a problem or an issue within a relationship, do you think it's still going to be good or a healthy thing to go in and, and, and obviously go and have the therapy done? Do you well, you talk to any of your friends who've had problems in their relationship. It always stems from something small. Yeah, I suppose so. And that small thing leads to something else. It's, like it's the small things that lead to someone having an affair, the things that irritate someone about the other person, that those things end up becoming a much bigger thing. So See, I, now, now, just you saying that, now you're thinking, oh, hang on a minute. What? Well, is there an issue? As you said, the small things about having an affair. Is no, that, I'm saying it can lead to that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is deal with it now. So it doesn't become the big problem. Hopefully that, uh, that happens, that these small problems can get eradicated. We don't find any big ones. Well, let's give it a go. All right. So before we start digging into each other and our relationship. Digging. Let's don't just. Like digging. No, you know what I mean. Just being, you know, open about things that annoy us about each other. Why don't we just start by saying what we do love about each other? Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. All right, right. I'll tell you, you then. You go first. I will go first. So what I love about you is the fact that whenever I get myself really stressed out, which is quite often not with things to do with work or any friendships that seem to be going wrong or anything, like I have a tendency to fly off the handle a little bit or just get stressed very quickly. Like I go from naught to 60, whereas you always stop me in my tracks and make me stop and think about my actions and what I'm going to do and take a breather and sleep on it. And then readdress it the day after which for me is invaluable because it saved me from having a lot of fallouts <laughs> well it's nice to see you actually well, you? i'm doing something right for me there's a huge list as always but for me it's always about how you can turn yeah turn my friend upside down if i'm having a bad day and i don't always share things i know that that's one of my problems but you do have this uh you do have this magic that you can give a little wink or say something that uh, that makes me go from a miserable middle-aged man into a... Into a happy middle-aged man. A happy middle-aged <laughs> man. I was going to actually just make myself a little bit younger then, but you just ruined it. But basically, yeah, you've just got this, uh, you've got the magic to uh, to cheer me up when I need it. So Keely is my understanding, it's more of a traditional approach to counselling. And I've never done it before. Have you ever done couples counselling? No, 
this will be much more, I'm guessing, of us discussing that there's no kind of like stroking each other or anything in this one. This is going to be much more just literally laying your cards on the table. That's what I think. What do you think? Well, I'm just now slightly nervous. Really? No, do you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly nervous because this, like, listen, I'm a typical bloke, right? And most blokes will hide behind the whole bravado of being a, of being a man and a geezer and, you know, don't show their emotions. So to sit here and answer certain questions or, or not be forced, but encouraged to open up. open up and say what you feel with, you know, it, and for a man that can be quite difficult. I'm not saying every single man's like it, but, you know, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but open minded in anything I do. So I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Well, you won't know until you try it. That's what exactly. I say. Exactly. So let's give it a whirl. Hi, Keely. I'm Denise. I'm really looking forward to this. I think more so than Eddie, he's nervous. <laughs> Hi, Keely. How you doing? I'm Eddie. Hi, Eddie and Denise. My name's Keely Tavener. I'm a psychotherapist. I help people with all manner of challenges. And today, I'd like to understand more about your relationship and what your concerns are going forward. What would you like to understand, navigate, work out, sort out between two of you? Well, Keely, you know, I, I'd say really we've got a pretty solid relationship, I feel. There are no major issues, but I'm fully aware of the fact that I think in relationships, the smallest things can start to niggle after a period of time. And I think if you can address them early on, then hopefully it won't become something bigger further down the line. Um, and I think just because I'm now like in my mid forties and just, I'm at an age where I'm probably, I've matured quite a lot. So I've realized that it's worth putting the effort into the relationship to, you know, because I used to, my history of relationships is not great, if I'm honest. And even Eddie knows this. I've never got past three years in a relationship. Normally after three years, I'm bored and I move on. And we've now been together coming up to seven years. So this is a first for me. And I've got to be honest, I, the seven years has flown by, but I want to get, be 100% sure that it's right and that I just don't want any problems further down the line. I don't think my heart could take it. Okay, so some anxieties about the future, how the relationship will be if niggles get in and kind of sabotage the whole, this good thing that you've got going. Yeah, I mean, I know there's never any full guarantee, mm -hmm. but marriage is a big thing. And I think the difference mm -hmm. between me and Eddie is I have actually been married before and it hasn't worked out. So mm -hmm. I think if you've been through a divorce, you don't, I wouldn't want to go through another one. It's horrible. Okay. But I would still okay. like to be a married lady. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So even though you've been through a divorce and that was difficult, you're still open to love, being in a relationship, marriage again. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you want to be able to look at some of the niggles because you, you're kind of aware that sometimes the things we niggle about actually have deeper roots. Yeah, 100%. I think um, just knowing as well what I'm like, um, I can sometimes brush over things. Okay. But ultimately, because I'm older and more mature, I know that that's not always the healthiest. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that throughout my life through previous relationships, but also through friendships, everything, through family, you know, you need to just sit down and discuss your problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that sounds really important for you that you're, you know, you're aware that you have a tendency to 
push things away or smooth things over, keep carrying on. But you're wise enough to know that actually there's a real benefit to be able to tackle these things head on. Yeah, totally. And it sounds like, you know, coming to therapy before you get married is important so that you, you're aware of, of what some of the niggles are, but also bringing some of those to the light, having, you know, talking about those, not avoiding it in order to ensure that it's a healthy relationship. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure Eddie's views mm -hmm. are completely different to mine, but I just don't, I, I never <laughs> understand why people will wait for the problem to be, to arise and then address it. Like I think just, you know, if there is, I just never understand why people dive into a marriage or rush into relationships and they don't know each other a hundred percent. What about you, Eddie? Well, I've just been sitting here just trying to soak up everything that's going on. Again, it's uh, I'm not the best person to just sit and to listen. Okay. And for me, this is a massive learning, um, a learning curve for me, which I'm prepared to do. But over seven years, we've had highs, we've had lows, but ultimately, we don't we don't really argue. Sometimes I don't address things mm -hmm. as quick as I should do if something's pissing me off mm -hmm. then I should really say it not just for me but for anyone yeah I hear that so as I was listening to you I was kind of noticing a similarity between the two of you which is about kind of slightly avoiding difficult things yeah I was going to say I think the thing is with us is we are very good at we find the light in any situation like joking and laughing and having fun Mm -hmm. And like, I know there are certain things and I can say this now because we are in a therapy session with you. And I feel like sometimes I do, we laugh and joke about things, but I never still, I never actually address the problem. Okay. Because I just sort of yeah. think, actually, do you know what, if we do sit down and talk about it, it's going to become another issue. It's going to magnify everything. So I just laugh it off or brush it off. And that's, I know that's not always the best thing to do. And you go to bed fuming. <laughs> you do you do that th a thing where we want someone to intuit what we mean by giving them the cold shoulder yeah exactly i think if can i just jump in here yeah please eddie our relationship from the minute that we met each other has been based on laughter fun happiness joking larking around and sometimes we find it difficult to be serious with one another or maybe a better word emotionally serious with one another because yeah. everything's always a joke and it's become a little bit awkward and that's why this these sessions now i think are going to be oh, we've got they're going to be i think huge for us to be able to sort of sit and discuss something as, as adults we, we're a couple of big kids i bet this is the time i think especially yeah. going into the point of marriage where we've got to sit down and address things in an adult way instead of just laughing and joking and think the problem's going to go away because it's not. Yeah, I hear that. And I, and I feel a, a real similarity between the two of you that, you know, you're aware that, you know, the laughter and the joy and the jovialness is a part of a great bond, but also there's a, there's a shadow side to that where it may mean some, some of the deeper issues don't get addressed. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to ask, Denise first, what is one of your bugbears? And then I'll go to Eddie and ask you, what is one of your niggles? Because you have different words to describe the same thing. Okay. Keely, can I just check? If I say what is my bugbear, can you just promise me that Eddie is mm -hmm. not allowed to interrupt me? 
yeah. Forgive me, I was I, I meant to say that, so I should have said that. So Eddie, what I'm gonna encourage you to do is when Denise is speaking, please don't interrupt. And Denise, I'm gonna ask you to do exactly the same thing for Eddie as well. Okay, so the thing that really bothers me the most within this relationship and just generally is mm -hmm. I think that Eddie is a very stubborn man and mm -hmm. just the smallest things that it's just with everything, it has to be his idea. No way, because I can see even now he's giving me the look. Like I'll give you an example. When we decided to make a bit more of a commitment to get a house together, we both had our own separate properties, right? So it was a case of like, we'll both sell our own homes, we'll get a place together, we'll move in together. I moved in and lived in the new house two months before Eddie moved in with me. He was still living in his other house and would still come visit me in the new house that we were supposed to be sharing together. For some reason, he just would not let go of living in his house as a bit of a bachelor, even to the point, right? At one stage, he had actually got rid of all of his furniture because his son took it and was actually still going back to his old house because he only had his bed there, but sleeping in the house with no furniture downstairs there was no sofa downstairs I think you still had to tell it I couldn't work it out and I realized after about two months when he finally moved in with us that it was because he didn't like the fact that I was asking when he was going to move in mm -hmm. and it was like I'll move in when I'm ready to move in okay this is the level of stubbornness I'm talking about I'm just gonna you know hold, hold what you've said I'm gonna ask Eddie to respond to what you've said and then we'll go back and we'll ask Eddie about what his niggles are. With regards to um, what Denise said about the moving in, I think um, it was something that uh, I had a lot of stuff to be dealing with at the house. Mm -hmm. My son, that my eldest son, who's in his mid-twenties, was moving into his place. For me, I just went into father mode, protective mode. And it was just like, right, I need to get my son set up getting all sorted out into his new um, apartment he moved into, getting all the furniture sorted out and things just sort of overrun. And mm -hmm. Denise was just like, where are you? And I'm like, look, and it, I sort of maybe went a little bit defensive with it. And I'm just like, look, I'll come and I'll come into the house and move in full time when I'm ready and everything on my checklist has been sorted out. But the mm -hmm. thing is my checklist, things get done and I totally admit this, slower than Denise's checklist. And I think that's one of the most, um, I think the niggly things that Denise was getting with me was hurry up, we're sitting in a house and you're still there. Eddie, for you, what are some of the, the bugbears, niggles for you with Denise? Um... <laughs> Denise, I'm gonna encourage you to listen, no responding. The thing that, Denise will always do, will always have a, a list of things that need to be done. And I totally understand that. But Denise has um, um, a tendency to, to repeat and machine gun those chores. When I say machine gun, I machine gun verbally of those chores that she'll say something. And then 15 minutes later, when she comes back into the room, she'll say it again. And I'll go, yep, yep, that's no problem. It's going to get sorted out. And that'll be followed up by an hour later of a text comes through. Uh, just to remind you, remember, you've got to ring up so-and-so. Yep, yeah, fine. That's absolutely cool. Yeah. 
then it will be an hour later. Have you done what I told you to do? This is on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. A list of things to be done. For me, that's my that's my biggest that's my biggest bugbear. That she can't just sit back and just say something once and then yeah, I'll get a little bit stressed up just talking about it. <laughs> See, the thing is, I like, I'm a doer. Eddie's a sit back and let it happen tomorrow or next okay. week or next year. There's no rush. Shh. Be quiet. Okay. So, Denise, um, I'm just going to ask you kind of to just sense check with yourself how you feel listening to what, you know, Eddie said. And when, you, when you're ready, it'd be good to hear what you have to say. In response to that, yeah, I do have a list, but the the reason why I ask for things a few times is because because they don't get done, quite frankly. Everything's so, so last minute, it's so annoying. So annoying. It doesn't get anything done. Oh, my God. He's the people who bought his house eventually. Do you know, they're actually (laughs) ringing up, trying to move in, and he, he still hadn't moved what was left in the house. He was still trying to move it out. And he was supposed to be out on that day. And he was trying to buy extra time. Come up for air. Wait, he was trying to buy extra time Pause. to the estate agent. Try to buy extra time to keep hold of the keys for an extra couple of days. And the estate agent was like, no, this is the day you've they're moving in now. Let me just double check, actually. Denise, he says, you know, Eddie says that you want things on your terms. And I just wanted to check what what your reaction is. Yeah, no, it's not having it on my terms, but it's about, it's, I just think if you know something is going to cause an argument or wind somebody up, why would you continue to do it? Okay. So I would just look at what I'm doing and think, oh, that she's finding that really annoying. I won't do it again. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with Eddie, sometimes I think he does it to wind me up because <laughs> he knows it annoys me. It's not true. Okay. That's so... how it feels. It feels like it's being done on purpose. Okay. I can just hear the laughter coming in as well. And it feels like that kind of being humorous about tricky things is starting to seep in. And actually there is something about these kind of niggles that has the potential to to grow into bigger pains. So I, I, I wanna pay attention to kind of what's going on for the, so on one hand, you've got Eddie who feels that Denise wants things on her terms. And, and from Eddie, I'm hearing that for him, it's actually, it feels like it's really important for you to do things at your pace. Let me check this with you, Eddie. Is it that when Denise wants things to be done, does that, is that sometimes threatening to you? I, listen, if things need to be done, I'll do it. But I, I mm-hmm. sometimes I, I will hold my hands up sometimes. I don't like to be told what to do. Um, okay. I, I don't mind being asked, but sometimes mm-hmm. when someone's telling me what to do, and I've not got a problem. <laughs> I was about to say I've not got a problem with authority. Oh my goodness, you're joking! <laughs> but um, yeah, sometimes I'm just like I'm, I'm going to do it. It's not maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a bit petulant. As we boil it down, it's like there's there's one Denise sees it one way. But and Eddie sees it his way, and that's the point of contention. What does it mean for you when Eddie does things late? Because I, I hear how it feels like it really hurts you. Well, it normally causes some sort of stress or argument that isn't necessary, which I always end up saying, but why, if you okay. leave everything to the last minute, 
it creates an anxiety, not just for me, he then gets all stressed out and panicky. And I don't understand why you would put your personal self in that situation. But that's not your concern, it's down to me. If I've got to run around the shops at like a blue-ass guy, no, but if I've got but, to do that, but hold on, hold on, hold on, you guys, problem. hold on. Sorry, Eddie, let me ask you, what do you think you're what Denise has described as stubbornness about? What's that about for you? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um... I don't know. I, I I I do understand that I'm stubborn. I totally appreciate that I have my moments of stubbornness, and I don't do it. I don't do it because I want to upset her. Mm-hmm. I I think I just do it because maybe my stubbornness is me, and I've sort of learned to accept the way Denise is on a lot of things, but also, but I don't think she's accepting the way that I am as a person. Eddie said something really quite profound there and and it sounds like Eddie wants to be accepted and knows that there's things that he can do to assist, but some of that is who he is. But that's what I was going to say in the end, this is the thing. So I will then just think, well, do you know what? I don't want to have an argument about it, so I'll just get it done. But then that becomes an issue for him because he's like, why did you go and do that? I said I was going to do it. And I don't want to say because if we left it any longer... We're going to end up having an argument. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I do accept what he's like. And you make allowances for that. Yeah, And then I that do. upsets him. Yeah. I don't want to argue and I don't want to be a nag and I don't want to keep asking. But things that are mm-hmm. bothering me, I just take it upon myself because I am a very independent person to just get it done. But then he gets annoyed with me for doing that. So then that becomes the issue. Okay. It's so hard you... not saying something because it's like the hardest thing in the world for me. It's not easy, is it, having those truthful conversations? It can be really uncomfortable. No, I, like totally. Listen, I, I, I know before we started this session that I know what to expect. I, I, we, we know the things that drive each other mad, but normally I'll defend myself um, verbally, obviously, but I'm sitting here and I feel quite tense. <laughs> Lots in my stomach. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, jokes aside, it's, um, it is difficult, okay. but this is why we're sitting here, right? This is exactly why, because it's good for the other person okay. to say what they've got to say and the other person to sit there, shut up and say nothing until you've got your things off your chest and then it gives mm. you a chance to to then calm down and then come back with um, a bit of a calmer answer. Right, can I just say then that, <laughs> Keely, 
I feel really calm because I can sit and listen to Eddie. But he's struggling to listen to me. Yeah. That's why he feels tense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you don't stop okay. talking. No, but I feel, I feel <laughs> really stop calm. Talking. Well, my people, my people, my people. <laughs> I'm still with Eddie. So Denise, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to do fingers on lips, old school style. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Eddie. Yeah. I, you know, Eddie, I appreciate that this is difficult for you. But what Denise has said as one of the things that she's done to try to avoid the conflict, avoid the problem, is to she's involved you, but when she sees that you're not uh, uh, moving forward, she then moves on without you, but that that also makes you upset wanted to get what your reaction is to that what goes on for you to denise in her world it's got to be done now it's got to be done now and for me it's just like it's not really that urgent but it's going to get done but it's not eddie yeah. but what i was asking you about eddie because i don't know if you're responding to what i'm asking which is yeah what is it like for you to hear that denise excludes you because of how you are with tasks Sometimes as a man, I find that hard because I was in a, a, a long relationship. I've got two grown-up children and I was always I was always the man of the house. But with right. Denise, I think she's more man of the house than what I am. And so when, when Denise takes the action, gets it done because she's a doer, um, that actually... Well, for you, that's uncomfortable because it, it feels, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but that feels like a threat to your manhood. Yeah, massively. It completely makes, yeah, it does. And sometimes guys are that way where they do become a bit stubborn. It's like, oh, I'm going to let you hang out for this Eddie? for a couple of days. So, Eddie, yeah. Eddie, I'm going to encourage you to say, me because you're you're making generalizing yeah. you're saying guys making it general yeah. which means we're slightly shifting away from you so i'm gonna encourage you my brother to own it for yourself okay which involves you saying okay you know, i so okay when denise goes and finds the solution because she has asked you and you want to do it on your terms because you feel that you're being told what to do um you said that that's a threat to your manhood i just wanted to acknowledge that that that's what, yeah. what happens yeah i totally agree yeah okay. it does yeah denise is the kind of person that wants to do everything if denise could do everything if it was physically possible to do everything herself she would do it denise i just wanted to get your reaction to that because that's quite an an interesting statement if i thought i could do it i would just do it I ask because I mm -hmm. need the help. That's the difference. So, which I think that's the point that's being missed. So in the same way that with my dad, like I was a single mum for five years on my own, living in a house. And sometimes the electrics would go or it would be like, I'd have a problem with my car, I'd ring my dad because I would say, I need help. I don't know what to do. It's not something that I was ever shown how to do or to deal with. So I will genuinely ask for the help. But the way I see it is that because I am a very independent person, I have had to provide for myself and look after myself for a very long period of time. So I would then, if things get left and left and left, I think, well, I have been shown a vulnerable side. I have asked for help. You haven't given it to me. Okay. So you've left me with no choice but to just get the job done. But I get the job done. Okay. 
Okay. I'm going to pause you there. In the house I'm going to pause you. Yeah. Hello. Hello, you two. Hello. Yeah. We're having to go through this nice and really? slowly because I, I really need to pull out the themes because this is sensitive, you know, because what I took from that was actually Denise is saying that when she asks for help, that, that there's a vulnerability there. People don't see it with me because of the sort of personality I am. And I get that. I know what I come across like in media and TV. Mm -hmm. I do come across as a really ballsy, independent. And that is, there is, that is one side of me, but there is another side of me that is the person that, like I said, does ring my dad or will ask Eddie for help with things. So when I do ask for help, I feel like it's sort of thrown back in my face if I don't get the help. Eddie, what's your reaction to that? For me, I, I totally understand it. Listen, at the end of the day, as as, you, as Denise says, she's got, she has got a facade. She comes across as having this ring of steel around her and, you know, everything that makes her into a, an independent woman. And I totally, and, and I see it. So I know that there is a vulnerable side. It makes me realise just sitting there listening to Denise say that it makes me, it makes it more apparent that I should be doing things a little bit quicker and maybe I should yeah okay so but what we're talking about is not about the jobs no more it's actually about someone being vulnerable and Denise I was curious about what your reactions are with regards to when Eddie says that you know it kind of messes with his manhood when you make a decision to sort the problem I just wanted to get your yeah. reaction to that because that feels that that's also about his vulnerability yeah I think the thing is Keely I'm very very aware of that because it's always been an, an issue of all my relationships because mm -hmm. I'm very very fortunate enough with my career that since I was in my 20s I've always had a very I've been financially stable for myself and I've always been like very independent and so like I can go through periods of my life and not have a partner and be all right. You know, some people are always codependent. I actually can. Well, I did it for five years. I was a single mum. Yeah. So for me to then be in a relationship, I am very aware of the fact that I could easily slip back into, and I try and fight against it because I don't want to be that person that says, well, I'll take control and do it myself. Right. But the, the issue yeah. is I can if I want to. Do you know what I mean? So I do... I'm very aware of the fact that any man that I've ever right. gone out with, I've had to, I've had to be even more vulnerable to make the the male feel secure. Does that make sense? Because I totally get, and I grew up very much in a, a household where my mum and dad were very, you know, you have the man of the house, and it was all very traditional in that way, and the provider, and very much probably a bit like maybe Eddie's past relationship, but me in relationships it's it's always been very different to even a lot of my friends because they rely on their partners so much to provide and do things where I've always been sort of able to provide for myself yeah so I do have to sometimes in certain situations take a bit more of a step back than other women do to to make it even right okay because you're aware it's not always a nice situation to be in as well how it impacts who you know my partner or who I'm with Okay, so you're you're conscious that actually that can be a, a problem in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And it has been for a lot of my past relationships. Okay. And 
And you're trying to deal with that now by asking, which is making you vulnerable. And that's how you're trying to deal with that. And then you're met with Eddie's stubbornness. Yeah. Well, I don't want to keep saying he's, he's stubbornness, but with me, it's, <laughs> I do like things being done. That's why probably with my career and things, I have been fortunate enough to have a level of success because I'm a doer. I get on and I do things. Mm -hmm. Because even like with the house moving in situation, that was, I mean, even though that was like two and a half years ago, the, it still was an issue for me because it was it was like an unresolved conversation that we never had. If there was one thing you want him to know about that situation, because you've mentioned it again. So it wasn't about the moving in. It's because I genuinely was very vulnerable at that time. And okay. because it's me and I lived here on my own for two months, I don't think you really you ever saw it as that that was me. I felt nervous being in a new house on my own. It was also a big thing for me to move from my old place to a new place, into a new life. And it wasn't about that I need you to be here because I need you to do jobs. It was just about being in it with me. If that had been anybody else, any other woman in your life, your sister, your daughter, anyone else that was living in a house, they would have called you up and said, I feel vulnerable, you'd have been there in a shop. But you never said that to me. You never said that you I felt did. vulnerable. You I didn't. did say you didn't. You never said you never said that. You didn't hear it. You never said that you. You just thought I was nagging you to move. No, in. I wasn't at all. You, you, you guys are talking you over each other, Eddie. Yeah, no, Eddie. Yeah, I know. What's going on for you here? It's um, it's a bit of a, a a kick in the gut at the moment because that's the first time that she's actually said that she felt vulnerable being at the house. And if you knew me as a as a person and everyone else that knows me, I would never, ever, that's something I'd never, ever do, is leave someone in, in vulnerability and to, to feel scared that they're in a house. I would never have done that. And, it, yeah, it wasn't, you've asked me for, for what my feelings are, and that's my feelings. I guess there's something about you're going into defending yourself, but it's just that you've heard her now. That's That's really what we're trying to get to. Eddie? What was that about for you in terms of staying at the house? If we think about vulnerability, which is what we've really got into today. Well, at the time, I suppose moving moving out, I'd been um, I'd been separated from my from my long time partner that I'd been with for twenty years, and had uh, two children that were grown up, and I'd been um, I'd had four years on my own, which was um, obviously the first time that I'd had since I was like fifteen years of age. Um, with my ex-partner um, and for me I suppose coming out and it wasn't a, a conscious thing I may be looking back now I think maybe there was a few nerves there because I, I wanted it to be the right thing not just for me but for, for Denise and also I've got a beautiful stepdaughter and suddenly when you move in with someone it's um, it's that's when stuff gets real like proper real but um, but we do live together well. We we don't. Yeah. We, Denise, I think Denise, it's quite you're not allowed to talk. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was giving him a compliment. He's landing. No, I was he's... literally about to say he's really easy to live with. I we I love living with him. Yeah. Yeah, but we we're trying to pull out the vulnerability, D. Oh, sorry. This is not easy for me, girl. Because he he's a doctor. <laughs> I love you, Keely. You know? If he's not using oh, no, humour, he gives me an intro. So we're going to savour this moment because what I pulled out from that, Eddie, was something about, well, you'll have to tell me if I'm 
I'm I'm right here or up the wrong tree, but it was about it was something you wanted, yet when it yeah. came, it sounds like there was nerves and yeah, a little apprehension. Yeah, no, I, but listen, a hundred percent. And the apprehension wasn't because I didn't want to do it because we'd been with each other and we 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 gel really well with each other. And I think it's just that this is it. Curious about then, Eddie, is what was it? Because it sounds like it might have been, and you'll have to tell me. And and I know our men's men don't do emotions, right? Don't do emotions. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering whether it's emotional. And it, it might be very difficult for you to say that because you talk about being a man's man and whether that was difficult for you to say. Once I move in, it's, it's for me, it's a forever thing. And it's not a case I've got a problem with that. It's a case that I, if I'm moving in, it's got to be 100% right. And I want to make sure that it never fails. So I put that weight upon my back that I'm moving in. I don't want it to fail because... I love Denise and I love my daughter and I love my family. So it sounds like what was going on for you is that actually you had fears and reservations about moving in. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, there was fears. Yeah. Okay. Keely, I love you. <laughs> I feel like you're brilliant. <laughs> you're, getting to, you're getting to places that we've never been before in seven years. So, yeah, you're, you're doing good. We've never resolved anything because of this, because there's been humour or giggles or brushed under the carpet or oh just let's not dwell on it but actually it, they do need to be sorted out this is the whole reason for doing it thank you for your time today i hope the session has been beneficial to you keely i feel like you're my new best friend oh that's because keely's made me sit here on my hands and say nothing and allow you to Blimey. speak and vice versa Need a straight jacket. <laughs> well, that got a bit deep, didn't it? I wasn't expecting that. Deep? Yeah. That was like the deepest conversation I think I've had with anyone in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But it huge, was needed. Like... I do think it was needed. And also, it felt like, do you know what? It's weird. Had we have had these conversations without the therapist being present, that would have ended up becoming a bit of an argument. Hugely. Huge, I know, because I, I, I was sitting here and I know we've both got to give ourselves um, the chance to be able to speak and for the other person to say nothing. But you know what me and you are like? And we, we, we're very quick to defend ourselves because that's the person that we are. And to sit here and listen, and, and I'm quite proud of myself and for you to, uh, you know, to sit here and say nothing and the other person saying their piece. And it is hard, but yeah. ultimately it's like... It's a massive bridge that's been crossed. Maybe we are growing up after all. Oh my god! But jokes aside, it's um no. I've I I found out things about myself in that session um, that I didn't think I ever knew about myself. I found out things about you that I always knew about you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to find out about them. Oh great! So no, is... but I do feel like it's good because it's. Someone else saying it, like all along, I've known a lot of the reasons that you act certain ways, but I've just, you've never said it. But for the first time then you said it, I feel like there's an, a, now a mutual understanding. And so I feel like it was a, a weight lifted off both our shoulders. I feel like we can move forward now. 
with that armour of knowing that we sort of understand each other a little bit more. We've got a few more. Um, we've got a few more sessions to go yet. Yeah, but I'm loving this. So yeah. Yeah, I am. I know. Listen, I know just after you know just after this session as well that, uh, and everyone's different. Every therapist we're going to have is going to be completely different. They're going to bring a whole new angle to it. Yeah, man, it's like if someone can do that in an hour or so, whatever it is, speaking to me and getting me to actually say things that I didn't think I was capable of saying or, or you know, bringing emotions out, what's going to happen with the others? Well, maybe you're going to end up saying I do. <laughs> Who knows? If you don't want to miss our journey through relationship counselling, make sure you subscribe. And if you like this episode, you can leave us a review. This podcast is produced by Yahoo UK. If you're experiencing issues surrounding any of the themes covered in this podcast, help and support is available at relate.org.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.